There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome back. It's part two of Off the Beaten Track podcast with comedian and um Music fan, as we've we've found out in part one, Mr. Rich Wilson. Um, me and Rich did not struggle to have a chat here. Um, being the same age and and having very similar tastes in music mean that conversation flowed so quickly and easily. So it it spilled into a second half. So please enjoy the second half. Um, if you haven't listened to the first half, I don't know why. Go back and listen to that first, you maniacs, and. I'll catch up with you at the end. See you soon. Enjoy. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Right, so we're back. Um, we've probably put this out about four hours after the first one, so um, I should let you know that we've not actually waited four hours. We've Rich has paid his uh, congestion charge <laughs> yeah. for uh, crossing, got, yeah, the, got to do it. crossing the bridge. <laughs> and so, uh, so we're back with um, track four of your playlist, um, which is the first record that you purchased. <laughs> Mate, I know. I wanted because part of you wants to go like we talked about earlier. You want to go cool, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. The first record I bought was the Colt She Sells yeah, Sanctuary. Yeah, Where, yeah. The first record I ever bought with my own money that I got off my dad because my dad would every month. When he got paid, we'd go record shopping. I didn't know that's what we were doing. Yeah. So until later on, we'd go out and he'd buy a load of records. And we'd go home and then that Saturday, we'd just spend out... We'd play the new records and go into the evening playing all the old ones. And it was... That's fucking brilliant. Mate, it was really cool. Really cool. Um, but I remember being in the shop. I think it was in Smith's. And I said to my dad, can I have... I want to buy a record. Can I have £1.49? Yeah. And he was so proud. So, oh, my boy, he's getting his own, he's getting his own record. Yeah. And then I came back, and his face was just a picture. <laughs> it was like, it was like I'd asked him to get his knob out. He just looked at me. Like, he was so ashamed. All the work had come yeah, undone. Yeah, he's like, really? I've been giving you the best, and you come yeah. back with shaking Stephen's green door. <laughs> Do you know what, though, mate? <laughs> he was great when he was a kid, wasn't he? Of course he, he was, mate. We all wrote, we all wrote to Jim will fix it so we could go and dance with him. That's all you wanted to do, yeah. wasn't it? Get a pair of... Uh, I mean, white trainers were like a pretty new thing. They were, yeah. And like... And Shaky had always had fucking always had white, nuts, yeah. you know, bit double, of double denim. denim. Mate. Strong look. It's it was, strong wasn't look. it? And, uh, and his moves were fucking cracking. And, uh, and, and I remember like... At one of my first school discos here in... 
this old ass. Mate. And like... And all dancing like... And yeah. like, and just thinking, it's fucking great. I'm even shaky out of that. And like... I don't. Did he, he made like a comeback a couple of years ago, didn't he? Oh, of course. And, like, yeah. and I think he had like a, it might even have been a number one album. Did he? Like, yeah, he, he kind Mate. of come back with. Uh, I didn't hear any of it, but because um, he, I think he. Oh, God knows how many rec, many records he sold. When you start looking, because after you sent this over, I've done a bit more uh, yeah. shaky uh, research. Shaky research. And then I was thinking, I remember like Wow, old Julie. Yeah, man. Right, and uh, lipstick powder on paint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, the Christmas song that yeah, he makes. Yeah, that's every year. Of course, mate. If you that's that's where the gold mine is. If you, you know come it. up with a with a good Christmas song, Roman and dry. Made, mate. You're made. And uh, maybe we we'll do one this afternoon. Me. <laughs> 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 I don't know what we call it. Out of shape with a beard. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was going to say. So, yeah, I remember as well uh, seeing, I think he done a single later on called Why Do You Want to Make Those Eyes at Me For? Yeah, mate, that? I've had that in my head the last couple of days. Oh, really? For some reason, I don't know why. Yeah. Have you ever seen the video to it? No. It's in like, um, oh, God knows where, but it's in like a high street and okay. he's just like dancing with the people. And then halfway through it, this kind of like rockabilly looking dude in a leather jacket jumps in and starts like dancing like a maniac who looks beyond excited to be with Shakey. <laughs> and it's Vic Reeves. No. It's a young Vic no. Reeves, yeah. Oh, uh, I've got to look at that now. It's, uh, yeah. it's brilliant. You just see like a really young Vic just like titting around in a Shakey <laughs> video. Because I think at that point as well, Viz had really latched on to Shakey, hadn't they? Like, had they? Yeah. I remember Viz comic was like, all over shaky. Like, right, it was right, like right. there was all sorts of like. I think he even had his own like cartoon strip that rings in a there. Bell. Yeah. Uh, oh mate, I think he was in Looking as well. Was... Remember Looking? Yeah. Yeah. I think there was. A, I think he had a comic strip. And I know Madness did. Well, th- with Looking, it was like for for anyone that's obviously not in their mid forties, would probably have absolutely no idea what no. Looking is. So Looking was like a weekly magazine. It was like a sort of almost a junior TV Times That's meets. That's right, yeah. And all of the TV shows that were on, whether it be the Grumbleweeds, Chips. That's right, like, yeah. They all, yeah. They, they'd make comic strips for them yeah. in, in, the, in the mag. And you'd probably have like, you know, a poster of like Spike from Metal Mickey and, 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 and things like that. I and remember was, having the, I got my most favourite poster was the guys from Chips. John and Punch oh, out mate. of that, and it was up on my wall. Pride, pride in that poster. Did you ever? When did, we used to play chips, me and my mates, and it was like all of my mates wanted to be John, but I always wanted to be Punch. Oh, I did always, you? Yeah, I yeah. always wanted to be John. I thought he was cool because he had yellow gloves. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was different. I'm like, oh, he's got yellow gloves. I like <laughs> he's him. He's a maverick. Yeah, he's out there, mate, with his yellow gloves. <laughs> so, Shaky was the first record you bought. With yeah. Green, with green. How old was you then? Oh, I must have been ten. Okay. Yeah. And kidding that when did you buy that in Smiths? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. growing up where you where, where where you was was like, did you get to an age when you you discovered like what or was there even independent record shops? We, well, when I was really young, there was a there was a news agents that used to sell um singles. They were like they'd be sort of six months old or a year old. The ex jukebox ones with yeah, their little bits. That's it. Yeah. There was a load of them and so I'd buy I'd go in there and buy Kate Bush and um, 
just a load of stuff like that, yeah. Peter Gabriel and stuff. Yeah. So I had all those. Um, and then there was Boots that used to sell LPs. Yeah. You'd get a couple in there. So, uh, we used to shoplift records from Woolworths. Yeah. Just that. I remember nicking Johnny H's jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bought, I'd bought Wet, 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 popped in, sold out. Yeah. And as I walked back, I picked up Johnny H Jazz and nicked it. Nice. Halo nice. James as well. I remember nicking that. Halo James. <laughs> My dad used to work with Ray St. John, who was in the, he was the guitarist. And he also wrote Smooth Operator, um, Shada, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, you ain't going to yeah, struggle yeah. with him anymore. No, no. What was that Halo James song? Could have told you, you so. so. Yeah. <laughs> Could have told you dreams <laughs> would come and go. Why, why do I know that? I'll tell you what, this, this will amuse you. Um, uh, our friend Big Papa Jay, who was yeah, featured yeah, on the Hard yeah. Collins in podcast and that, um, owns the guitar. Uh, bought it off of Richie from Let Loose. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I remember that. I don't remember a single song. Was never a fan. Oh God, what was their song? Um, they always never quite. It, they they were they were trying to be a bit too guitar-y to be pop, and they yes. was way too pop to be credible yes, guitar-y. Right. Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. Remember. They were like they had guitars, but they weren't plugged in. Yeah, yeah. exactly that, exactly that. Um, so yeah, Shaking Stevens, because I thought he was so cool. Yeah, and he played, he did play Glastonbury a few about a few years ago, and um, I've, I've I've told I've told this story in my set. I was off my head at Glastonbury, and someone and I, I was wandering around because people would come on where I was working and they I was selling t-shirts, and they didn't have any money, and I'd swap a t-shirt for for gear or whatever mm. else they had, some substances, and I was yeah. taking it all, and nothing was working until. We shut the stall down and everything worked at once. I lost my mind <laughs> wandering around Glastonbury trying to find anyone that I knew. And in the morning, I was like, oh, I'll, go and, I'll go and see a band. And they went, yeah, Shaking Stevens is going to be on. I'm like, oh, yeah, wicked. <laughs> so then Shaking Stevens comes out and he's like, yeah, here's one for my new album. We all go, nah, bollocks. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> green no, door. mate, green door, mate. Green door. Have you oh. seen it? There's a video of this guy who's got a green door on a pole. Oh, like mate, that's golden. And the geezer never even played it. Really? Yeah, he didn't even play it. it was, that's the thing with Shaking Stevens. He's, he was, know what you are. Exactly, and he doesn't. He's one of them that's like, he was booked to do Glastonbury, the novelty act, for want of a better word. Yeah. Do your fucking songs, mate. And if he's got a lot of it. Yeah, he'd have smashed it. Yeah. If he'd have done everything that we knew. Yeah. But he won't. He's like, oh, well, I want to do my new stuff. I want to I be seen as a credible artist. Like, mate, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have white trainers on? No, he didn't. Oh, I think we were dressed in black. And he had his guitar, it. his guitar. You ain't Johnny Cash, mate. Shut up, mate. Like, um, my, my mate Jim, he, his dad was like an Elvis fanatic. Yeah. You know, he he, he would be the one that had, that had spent like 10 quid at the fair trying to win one of them like red and silver mirrors with like Elvis's <laughs> face on. I had one of them. <laughs> I had Elvis with a red jacket on. I had one with a fonz. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cheap version, <laughs> but that was his. That was his dad's thing on Shaky. He was like, I ain't having that in a fucking house, mate. Yeah, that's like it. he was yeah, a proper yeah. pretender oh, of Elvis's throne, and he wouldn't entertain it. <laughs> Absolutely livid. <laughs> I won't have it. All right, well look. You, so you've left school, yeah. and uh, and you know, all of a sudden, from what I, you know, from what you've said previously on the on, on part one, um, all of a sudden, you probably weren't being too sheepish about embracing the records that you you and your dad were listening to right, yeah. by then you know you're thinking hang on a minute i was lucky yeah oh mate you know. I, I genuinely look back on and count my blessings yeah my i knew i was going out of a girl called caroline and her brother was really into his music 
and that's what got me into um, uh, Dead Kennedys and the the yeah because he was listening to all these weird like the Cure and all these yeah. weird and wonderful bands, and then me and him started to go and see bands together a lot. So yeah. a lot of the stuff. Um, I remember the one and only stage dive I ever did. Brilliant. I went to see the Exploited. Right. The the, the skinhead punk band. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, me and him got up on the stage ready to go I looked round and he disappeared he chipped over the wires and disappeared down the back through the curtains right so I was on my own on the stage the whole mosh pit's got their arms in there going yeah do it do it do it brilliant so I've jumped and I missed the mosh pit <laughs> and I went down in the gap between the rest of the crowd <laughs> this is from the stage like seven foot in the air and I've hit the floor oh mate I've never felt pain <laughs> like it oh, and I never did brilliant. another one never did another one awful <clears throat> I've, ne- I've never stage drived I've never stage drived we uh, the only time we done a thing when where, where we got on stage with a band and it was um, the band I was in was like a kind of novelty comedy band and, uh, and and we've been going a few years and then all of a sudden the songs of Ping FC come out oh right yeah and yeah. everyone was like oh yeah they're really funny and I was like no no they're not like they got a song about a jumper. Like my band's funny. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it was me and the other singer at the time was the 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 who be, become cunt in the gang. Yeah, right. And uh, and I was like, no, we we my band's fucking funny. We have got funny songs, like and, uh, and so we decided. <laughs> so we phoned the melody maker. We phoned the NME and said, are you sending anyone down to review the songs of Ping FC at the venue in New Cross? Yeah. Yes, we are. And uh, I said, okay. I said so. Uh, Make sure you stay till the end of the gig, right? Because we're gonna we're gonna fucking terrorise them. And, uh, <laughs> and so we went down there, and it was like we first of all we gave out flyers to the the crowd, which just said the uh, the songs of Ping and the Frank and Walters are not funny, and that was it. Didn't even advertise our own man. Oh, gutted, mate. Absolutely gutted. Yeah, and. Uh, and then when we got in there, we was like, right, we know they're going to finish with Where's My Jumper, so yeah. we're just going to storm the stage. And we had these big banners right, with our band name on it. So we was like, right, let's fucking have this. And then it was one of them things, because there was, there was a few of us in the band, and it was like, right, I'm free. And I think by the time I got to two, <laughs> most of them had fucked off. <laughs> and I was like, right. And so by the time we got up there, it was just three of us that jumped up on stage. So I've got this banner up. I think the, the the drummer in the band was quiet for a tear up, and I was thinking, oh no, this is this is going badly wrong. And security have just like grabbed like me and um, like, um, the guy from Company Gang and dragged us out the back, and, and like we was like, no, 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 it's just like it's, it's yeah. just irony. Like we really like them, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just a bit of like you know joke and that, and and they were like, oh really? I was like, yeah, yeah no, no, you know, we're, we're massive fans. And he was like, oh, all right. And, and they let us back in. I thought, fucking no, brilliant. No, you like, jammy fucker. But then as we've got back out, they've let us have this sort of side door. We've walked back into the front and literally the whole of the crowd was about 20 metres back from the stage. And I was right. like, what the fuck's going on? Where? And then I've just looked and I've seen my guitarist, Dennis, with a fire extinguisher just no. doing the band. Fucking <laughs> 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 carnage. So... Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Got a little mention in the Just, say, just, just a little, little bit in the melody, mate, Nothing, nothing no, that these, big. These pricks. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it literally <laughs> was as well. <laughs> and then these pricks ruined it. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, mate, uh, Where's My Jump is a great song. Yeah. So I look back now and I just think, Do you know what? It's a solid single. Uh, <laughs> um, right, so. So. 
Right. The song that soundtrack your clubbing years. So you've um, left school, you yeah. develop pubic hair, and you're going out. The first time I went to a nightclub was called La Metro, and it was on Old Kent Road. Right, that sounds quite credible. Yeah, and it was it was it was the first time I'd ever been out to a nightclub. Me and my mate had planned it, and this was back in the day when you used to have to wear a tie. Brilliant. And that you remember that you had to wear a tie yep. and trousers, trousers, mate, shoes, proper shoes, mate. So me and him turned up, and we'd not long left school, so we would have been sixteen. And uh, we get there, and my mate gives a date of birth, and the guy goes, "All right, in you go." I was so scared, you, I gave you, the exact same same date of birth. <laughs> had you done the thing where you're like, "Right, I need to know what my star sign is. I need to practice the fake signature." Did like, did did all that? <laughs> did everything? Just it was, and the bloke, I said it, and the bloke went, "Get in." <laughs> <laughs> we went in, and it was a weird. It was a. I remember they played it was a lot of pop music it was like Rick Astley and stuff yeah. like that so it was just like a little, little club right. I think it's a Tesco's now they right. knocked it all down but it wasn't until a bit later on we started going to a place called Langtrees in Beckenham and um, downstairs was all dance stuff and upstairs this is the, this is this was the time so late 80s is like the Stone Roses and the Eight Mondays That's, like I said to you earlier this is when the floodgates opened and you there was a crossover with Massively. dance music and rock music and and it, it, uh, you know, like Primal Scream, I think, opened the doors with Screamer Delica yeah, with that. Definitely. You know? So, this was a so downstairs was all dance music, and upstairs was indie stuff. So, you'd sort of go between the two, yeah. So, I remember being upstairs, and uh, I remember hearing EMF Unbelievable for the first time, and that just became my tune because mm. you just bounce off the walls to that. Mm. It was unbelievable, and they were they were like. The ultimate indie boy band as well, weren't That's they? Right. They yeah, were all yeah, like yeah. ridiculously like good-looking lads, weren't yeah, they? Apart yeah, from yeah. the the one that actually wrote it, Ian. Yeah. Oh, he needed like, a keyboard player, wasn't he? Didn't he? No, um, Ian uh, Dench was it? Was the guitarist? Right, he, right, and, right. And so I think he's the one that lives in the mansion in America because oh, that okay. was a number one in the states as That's well. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it was Zach. That, uh, that died a few years ago. That's right. Yeah. Right. yeah, um, yeah. Who after EMF formed a band um, called Carrie. Okay. And, uh, who were phenomenal. Right. 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 Really solid band. Yeah. But he was always seemed to be the, the sort of the, the live wire, the party boy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it'll catch up with you, won't it? Eventually. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, yes. It was unbelievable for me. It was was huge. Yeah. That was a, every time it came on, I'd I'd lose my mind. Excuse me. You know, it's riddled with energy that record. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and it's like it was, it was, and it was one of the ones that crossed over. It was, you know, it was a, a mainstream pop hit as yeah. well, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a. I think I've all heard it a million times, but it's, you know, it's still a, even now. If it, it came on, I was yeah. somewhere. I'd probably dance. Yeah, like definitely, definitely. I think the the one the record that got me into all that, was like, because Happy Mondays were my band. I like, I didn't mind the Stone Roses, but I found them a bit. They didn't really talk to me, but Happy Mondays was the one. I yeah. fucking loved Happy Mondays. I thought Sean Ryder was so cool. Yeah. I remember watching the chart show. Do you remember that? Every Saturday morning. Yeah, just Mate. praying it would be the indie chart. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't, yeah. It wouldn't be a metal chart. <laughs> so it was a metal chart, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember they played the video for Rope for Luck, and it was the Vince Clark remix. Are you fucking serious? Mate. That's, that so I, I'm point. on record on one of the hardcore listings saying that the moment that changed it all for me was watching the indie chart and seeing this black and white video yeah, of like in a nightclub and someone on someone's shoulders in a nightclub giving it all of this for their arms 
to Rope for Luck. Yeah, yeah, And I remember yeah. thinking, that looks weird. I, w- I want to know about this. Yeah. I spent and, that uh, Saturday trying to find it. I, I found it. I found the 12-inch of it in yeah. Bromley. Wow. Yeah, that was the same. Yeah, turning yeah. point. Mate, it's like me and you have walked the same, <laughs> the same path. Yeah, I just, I remember putting it on. I was, I was in my girlfriend Caroline's house, who I told you about, and it came on and I'm like, right, well, I need to go out and buy that. I need to know where yeah. it is. And traveling around to try, because there was, there was a couple of record shops. There was one in Orpington called LPs. And that's where you got all your, you got all your uh, imports and yeah, yeah. white vinyl, uh, white label and all that sort of thing. So it was, there was a, they were around, but they were very sort of spread out. Yeah. So yeah, Rope for Luck was, was, a, was the changing point for me. And then, you know, like, I mean, for me, I was doing the indie clubs, yeah. much like you, but there would also be the occasional Thursday night where the local club in town, you know, where you do the yeah. commercial dance music and stuff like that, I'd go there, put on a tie, or not even a tie by that point, I think it was like just trousers. It was a shirt, you could wear a flowery, yeah, we wearing yeah. flowery shirts and that. And I, and, and I remember, I'd wear my beads as well. <laughs> like, mate, and like, patchouli oil. And like, no, no, <laughs> but I'd have like a shirt, but I'd, have like my, I'd undo a couple of buttons once I'd got past. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a doorman that's kind of like... I had my beads on, so I was like, I was an indie kid, you know. I wanted to throw it out there I for everyone to see. Yeah. But, um, I saw pictures of you with your hair. You look like something out of Candy Flip. Oh, what? When like I had the blonde bow on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was. Uh, I had some. I've had some howlers over the years. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> um, so you've got another track on here, yeah. which, which kind of. Uh, I mean, make no mistake, it is a proper tune. It was massive, wasn't it? Mm. It was huge. I got. I we used to go to a place called the Ship in Erith. It was this pub, and on a Friday night, I think it was, they'd have a DJ, and then that would be, they'd have dance stuff, they'd have indie, it was like a real mashup. Yeah. And there was that, and then I got a job in a place called the Lazy Toad in Beckenham, which was next door to Langtrees. It was right on the right. railway bridge. And so on, on the weekends, they'd have a DJ in there, and so you'd have all yeah. these proper bangers. And this tune, it was, um, Nomad Devotion, so good. was fucking huge. But yeah. like when it came on, it was just the dance floor was just—you yeah. couldn't even get on it. Yeah, it was massive, wasn't it? It was a huge tune. And it, 
it, it still sounds great. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. There, there was so much stuff that that that, that did cross over into the kind of indie clubs and and you know stuff like that, stuff like Moby Go. Yeah, man. And like yeah, you know just yeah. it just huge. Yeah, no, Devotion's just that was the one that I would hear if I went to the cheesy club on a Thursday because I might nick a nick a girlfriend if there was yeah. one there. <laughs> and like, but you'd also you know you'd play it in between Moby Go and Personal Jesus yeah. in an indie club and it had, and it had, it you know it had fit as well. It was massive. It was every, and it was everywhere. Everywhere you went, it was on, and everyone. I remember trying to buy it. Trying to buy it somewhere, they were like, "Oh, we've got we've sold out. We'll have them in next week." It yeah. was massive, massive tune. What did you What so, did you want from clubbing at that point? Like, I was just you... really into the music. I never was really big on like a lot of mates would go. Oh, we're going out on a pool. Yeah. And as much as I love, you know, hanging out with yeah. women, I was never big on that. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm so shy. Yeah. I didn't like talking to people in yeah. going up to them in bars and stuff. Like I've that. never done it, and I couldn't no, ever do it. No, no, it was never for me. There was a bar in Chislehurst near where we lived. I think it was called the Zebra Bar, something like that. And the and it went round. I was like, oh, if you can't pull in there, you'll never pull. You're something wrong with you. I never did. Was that their marketing? Yeah. Well, no, that was what the lads just all the lads. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's on the flyers. It's just that, just above the door. <laughs> if you can't pull in here, something wrong with you, mate. <laughs> And that was a pressure we had on us, wasn't it? If you went out, it was all like, oh, they're on the pool tonight. Yeah. I remember when we found porno magazines when I was a kid. And I remember this still to this day. And this is not me trying to be cool. I remember my mates going, oh, look at her. She's lovely. And I'm like, yeah, but what would you say to her? I'm like, why do you want to talk to her? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, so... You're um, talking about forest pool, not finding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. finding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all my mates going, oh, look at her. I'd love to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'd be like, and I remember saying, yeah, but what would you say to her? And they're like, why do you want to talk to her? <laughs> And that's what we grew up in. That I, I kind of by the, by the time I went mainstream clubbing, I was kind of going with like some of the kind of the cool lads. Yeah, and and they were just they, they would literally just walk up to anyone. Yeah, just go right, 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 right. Yeah, I, and I, like I, I just couldn't do it. Oh, crippled, crippled, the the crippled thought me. that they'd be like, no thanks. I was like, yeah. I remember once because at this club, they still had a slow dance section. Right, right, right. And uh, and you'd always hear uh, a million love songs by Take That, uh, if only for tonight by Dina Carroll, and uh, and Alita Adams get here, and 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 they'd be played at about twenty to two. Okay. And uh, and and you would literally say, "Do you want to have a dance?" And you would then stand on the dance floor with an uncomfortable semi and slow dance <laughs> with, with with a girl, yeah. and it was like, I mean, when I look at that now. It's mad. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I was wearing, like, probably my school trousers. That's it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. School and, shoes, school trousers. But I do remember thinking two things. I, first, I was crushed because I went up to this this girl and uh, she actually lives just around the corner to me now and, uh, and still doesn't talk to me. But um, <laughs> I remember just thinking, just fucking do it. And I went, D -d do you want to have a dance? And she went, okay. And... I think she was just too uncomfortable to say, no, I don't want to. Yeah. And my feelings. So I think she just thought, right, I'll, I'll just move backwards and forwards for five minutes till this record finishes and right, then I'll, right, I'll, right. I'll go home. Oh. And, uh, and I, she went to my college and I remember her just sort of going, do you go to like Thurrock Tech? And I went, yeah. And she went, because you really look like this prick in this band. 
Oh no! And I just thought, <laughs> and I was like, all right. Oh. And uh, and I went, oh no, no, I don't know. And I was thinking, oh mate, no. she thinks, I, and, and she was bang on the money. It was obviously me. And she just like, yeah, you just look like. Obviously, I was wearing a fucking shirt and a pair of trousers, yeah. trying to do up my second button so she couldn't <laughs> see my beads. But uh, yeah, absolutely slaughtered. So. <laughs> I'm glad you went for it as well. Oh, mate. And, and, and do you know what? Like, one of the guys I used to go there with came around to see me a couple of nights ago, and we, we sat where we're sitting now and, and had a drink. And, and, and he still recalls these, you know, these, these, these almost conquests of where he would go and chat to these, like, girls that, are, you know, as far as I was aware, were, were way out of my league. Yeah, you know, same. and. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and he was he was the guy that was really good at football. Oh mate. And, like, yeah. and you know Keith Collins was his yeah. name in my school. Yeah. Oh right. He was the cool dude. Well, this was, is my yeah, mate Lee. Girls liked him. He looked like Glenn Medeiros. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's gonna change my love for you. But uh yeah, and he's uh he he was just like yeah, just, just girls just gravitated towards him. Yeah. And, and, and girls never gravitated towards no, him. No, I never got any of that. Uh, it was uh, always, they always kind of looked to me like I was the shit on their shoes. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. <laughs> or they go, all right, I go, hello, who's your mate? Like, they want to talk to <laughs> Oh, that, that was always mine. Who's yes, your mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, oh, Lee. All right. <laughs> Don't you look like Glimmerdeiros? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brutal, isn't it? Now look at us, though. Fucking winning, there mate. There you go. Absolutely. Ranting about how it ain't as good as it used to be in, in my shed. bar on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Um, right, so for track six, Rich, I've right. said um, to pick a favourite song yeah. uh, from an artist from your hometown. Right. So I grew up, like I said, in Bromley. From Bromley, uh, David Bowie. He was from that neck of the woods. We had Susie Sue. She was part of the Bromley contingent. In other of course, parts. of course. She was part of that. Billy Idol as well. Yep. So there's this very rich sort of musical heritage yeah. from where I grew up. But I think, because I think cause it's, cause it's this podcast and it's you. Yep. And I think they're the only band I know from Kent, really. Yeah. It's got to be Airhead, mate. Of course, of Airhead. course. Airhead. Funny how. And it's... It's a perfect indie pop single. Yeah. It's not the Stone Roses. It's, it's not the Happy Mondays. It's, it's, it's not super shoegaze and cool, but it's just perfect indie pop. Yeah, from that era as well. It just yeah. absolutely is everything yeah. that that era was. And it almost sums up our last conversation about clubbing. Yeah. You know, the, the chorus, funny how the girls you fall in love with never fancy you, funny how the ones you Bang don't on. do. So uh, I think why it's pretty, pretty girls don't take the time to talk to me. Just yeah. walk away whenever I, whenever I do, whenever I do. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, bang on, mate. And that was a band that I discovered from the chart show. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and it was weird when you come on hardcore listing. And uh, I think afterwards we was we was we were chatting. talking after, yeah. And I and you, you know I said like, where did you grow up? And like, well, what bands are from there? And you said Airhead. Yeah. And I was like, mate, I went like, a my mate's got one of their sleeves towed on his arm. <laughs> and, uh, and and it was just, it wasn't a band that many people knew no, about really, they, was it? No, they kind of, because everyone knew that song from the chart show and it kind of came up and then it went mm. and that was it really. I mean, they had a couple of singles out but no one took any notice. Yeah. Um, I've got, I bought their album, Boing. Yeah. I had it on CD and I've recently, I found it in a record shop in Greenwich for like eight quid. Right. On vinyl. So I was well on happy vinyl? With that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the vinyl, man. Well happy with that. So, Airhead for me, because you put it on now and you go, yeah, it's still cool. It's a nice summary film. Yeah. Well. Even though the song's quite, oh, yeah. no one likes, no girls yeah. don't like me, but it's quite a summary film. Oh, it's really The upbeat. video's good as well, them yep. driving around that. Is it a Beatle? 
Yeah, but no. Uh, or something. I can't remember. I watched the video last night. And, uh, and it's going back to cars. We don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> it's a white car with really cool patterns on That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was one of them bands that just. I, I, I do talk about the. I won't say his name, but the guy from Company Gang all the time because growing up with him, he was yeah. like my partner in crime and in going to watch gigs and stuff like that. And he's the guy that's got the tattoo. And, right, uh, right, right. And, and it was just one of them bands that we just stumbled across. And then, I mean, I remember like we drove to Leeds one night just to watch them. Bloody hell. We was like, oh, we could probably make it. And yeah, like, right. we just drove to Leeds wow. to watch Airhead. And that's way back when that was like, felt like the other side of the world. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And, uh, and and we, we, we got there like early and was just like little fanboys and, and we see them and they were like, Oh, you ought to give us our hand lugging the stuff no. in and we was just like <laughs> like super pleased it's that we were doing all it. their fucking yeah. work for them. Uh, uh, but yeah, and I'm you know, and, and when you like a band and you, you, you make the effort to go and see them and, and, and then you meet them and they're nice. Yeah. Oh, it's the best, right? Yeah, man. Like, I remember standing in the queue going into the venue in, in New Cross. And we were talking. This is when we were big on the Wonder stuff. Love yeah. the Wonder stuff. Their first album, Mate Legger Groove Machine, is, is something else, man. I to this, I, I will always say that them bands from that era, we called them like Grebo bands. Well, okay, like, um, right. You know, bands like the Stuffies, Senseless Things. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like Cud and yeah, Ned's Atomic Dustbin yeah, and all them. Carter yeah. and all of them. Yeah, like and uh, and I remember thinking. Um, uh, Chris is ringing me now in the middle of a bloody podcast. I can't get rid of him. He's jealous. He's jealous. <laughs> um, so, so what's happening, lads? What's happening? Can't, can't. Yeah. <laughs> Later on, Chris, I'm taking over, mate. Um, but yeah, he... Um, what's, oh, do you know what? Is it because he's late? I bet he's at the front door. Should we just pause Yeah, 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 pause Right, so 76, if you can just put some little swirly noise in there that'd be great um, because we've had to stop for a sec oh yeah uh, yeah because what did you put an advert in um yeah it was it was chris i won't leave me alone try and do a podcast (laughs) without him and he's uh he's worried mate he's worried no don't leave me so did you see see a red live no were they good yeah yeah yeah. i mean i i reckon i probably saw them about 10 times because they were one of them bands that and they had a, a band as well uh, that always used to. There was two bands that used to support them. Um, that, that we we got into. That, no, there was Bedazzled, and there was oh, and there was the Popping Jays. Oh wow, that's taking me back. Yeah, and oh god, there was another one as well, and I can't think what they were called. But Bedazzled um, were, were, were had a had a great debut album. I think again, it was sort of like major label indie. Like yeah, when, yeah, you know. yeah. So, do you know what? I've gone back to Airhead. I lost my train of thought then when Chris ran. We were discussing the Wonder stuff, right? That's right, yeah. And so to, to go back on, on that, I do think that Miles Hunt is as good a songwriter for social commentary as Paul Weller. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's... And, and I think the Wonder stuff as, as, a, as a band, like... Without sounding like Alan Partridge, probably have to be the best of the Wonder stuff. He's phenomenal yeah man absolutely like, like I say that album their first album Eight Legged Groove Machine used to play that on repeat yeah. used to have it on all the time all the time and we were queuing to get in the venue one night and we were chatting we were chatting about them me and my mate were saying and then the guy in front of us turned around and it was the bass thing it was their bassist oh, that right. died just before he died wow he just turned around and he just looked at us and we just went 
fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, fuck. Just, wow. Yeah. And then he just turned back again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Wonder Stuff were, were huge. Very, very good band. I saw them in South End about four years ago. They played on the seafront at Chinneries. And, and that was the gig that I realised I was old. Yeah, right. Because the energy in their music was still there. And that's yeah. phenomenal. The energy in me wasn't right. still there. And it wasn't phenomenal. No. And, and I just, I think they, they played, um, oh, I can't think what the track was called. It was from the fourth album. Okay. Um, it could happen to you. It could happen to anyone. The Modern Idiot is... Oh, oh yeah, I don't know what it's called, though. And it was yeah. a fucking tune, Against the Ropes. Right, right, right. And uh, and they played that, and I just thought, I'm having this. And I yeah. just threw myself around. And then, <laughs> and then literally, they just, it was just single, single. So I just played all the hits, and it was like... Oh, it was just phenomenal. I remember come, I haven't come out of a gig yeah. where like my t-shirt was soaked wow. since I was about Proper, 19. Man. Yeah, and I just got it. out on the South End seafront and I just thought, oh my god, I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, like, ache for days, ache for days. Yeah, those days, man. I remember queuing up at the town and country club to get tickets off a tout in Kent in Kentish Town uh, for the Wonder stuff. Six quid. We got them for six quid. Brilliant. <laughs> those were the days, mate. They had a. They had a live video that I had on VHS where they played. Um, where were they from? They're from they're they're Brummies. From, yeah, they're from a place called Stourbridge, which is just the other side of Birmingham. And did they? They played a football ground. I can't think what one it was. Oh yeah, and uh, I don't know. And and I had the VHS of it. It was called Welcome to the Cheap Sheet. Uh, yeah, Cheap that's Sheet, it. I think. Yeah, and uh, I know Vic and Bob come on stage right. and done oh, yeah, dizzy yeah, and that yeah, with yeah, them, yeah, and yeah. oh, it was. Brilliant, and and the way they they done they they showed the, I'm sure it's on YouTube, but they showed the, the fans like filtering in them sound checking before, and then the fans filtering into this stadium, just to, the little jangle at the beginning of, Mission Drive. Right. Yeah. And then literally it just went, and when he screams and all the shite you sing. <laughs> just drops to like them playing it live and the crowd and you just think oh god oh, yeah. do you know what I'm actually I've had three beers and I'm starting to become that fucking silly old bastard get emotional how, how, how great it all used to be so let's let's pull it back mate to uh, to track seven yeah so um, for track seven I always ask the guests to pick a song um, that Potentially, the listeners might not have heard of but yeah. someone that you'd, you, you know, a, a track that you'd like them to hear. Yeah, well, I think this is a song it's by a guy called Owen Pallet. Who it was one, you know, like if you're on if you're on Spotify or you're on something and it it goes, oh, this is what if you yeah. like that, you might yeah. like this. So one day I was in the car and it was just on. I just let it go and then and then this song came on and I was like, wow, that sounds really nice. Um, it's called um, On a Path. And he's gone off now. I think he does a lot of movie soundtracks and mm. things like that because it's very orchestral. It's yeah. very sort of very vast sounding. Yeah, it's very big, isn't it? And I just thought, and I thought it needs more people need to hear this. Mm. And I think it, it surprises people when I suggest music like that because <clears throat> I was like, say, you know, a, a massive Oasis fan, and people don't think that I, I listen to anything else. So mm. I thought, yeah, that would be perfect for people. Owen Pallet on a path. It's a massive song. Yeah, I, I, what did I'd, you think? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd never heard of him. Um, 
uh, and and it was yeah I just thought it was it was a little bit sort of minimal but yeah but it it was yeah it was, one of, it was one of them ones when we were having nights in like there's a few of you over like, or, you know I've got back from a gig and when I was with my ex and she'd have her friends over and I'd inevitably end up DJing in the corner and this is one I always put on is this one and there's another one called uh, Collarbone by a Fugian something or other I'll, I'll send you the, the thing for that it's called Collarbone that's a nice funk right. sounding yeah some, that's a banger that I should have okay. put that one yeah but yeah on a path Owen Palette. Just nice to listen to on the headphones. It's lovely. Well, what I'll say then, right, as, as we to, to, to wrap this up, is obviously um, we didn't actually ask why you moved to Essex. Ah, right. Um, well, I was living in North London. My missus, my girlfriend now, Jade, she was living in Clapton. And we decided, well, we should, let's move in together. And I'd, I'd already had my eye on Leon C, because my mate Marcus Birdman, lives down here, he's another mm-hmm. comic. So I used to go and visit him and he had this really cool flat and Lee looked like a really nice pocket of Essex because Essex, like Kent, it's got a, as soon as you say the words, people go, oh, well, Essex boys. Yeah, It's yeah, a yeah. bit oi, yeah. oi, like, Yeah, you know. of course. But when you come down here, like, coming down and spending time in Lee, you go, no, actually, it's yeah. it's beautiful. I'm like, yesterday, we walked from Lee to Benfleet. There's a bar called the Gladys, which is a, an old boat. Mm-hmm. We walked along the water and we and, and, just chatting away with me and Marcus, and it's you wouldn't you don't it's it's picturesque, mm. and the people are really cool. Everyone's down to earth. It's a, I, yeah. I absolutely love it down here. So we're finished on this now. So yeah, your perfect night in Essex now. What is it? Um, it would be probably going out. There's a couple of pubs where I live. There's the Mayflower. Uh, there's the Crooked Billet in, the, in Old Lee, mm-hmm. like the old fishing village mm-hmm. type thing. So maybe go and have a couple of pints down there. But this is Sunday roast. That goes into Sunday evening. A few more pints. Back to the flat. We get some tunes on. And we all sit around having a dance and a chat and a chin wagon to see what the night takes you. I think that... I, mean, I, like, I absolutely love doing that, being yeah. indoors and just, you know... D- d- yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. All my mates that I know, they're all into their tunes as well. Yeah. So you end up like the iPad goes back and forth. Yeah. Oh, oh, this how one, are oh, you this with that? Hmm? How are you with that? Do you want to? Like, oh, okay, give us it back. It right. depends. I I've could got, be, I could be territorial with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get because a mate, there's a mate of mine called Emma, and she used to get really maudlin, like, and so she'd put on all this hardcore. Real sad. She was like, oh, this really speaks to my soul. And it would every time just bury the fucking party. Yeah. So in the end, I'm like, you're not allowed on here. <laughs> it's not for you. When everyone's crashed out, me included, then you can put your, yeah. your shitty tunes right on. Right now. Right now. This is Green Door. Yeah. Nice. That's good, man. That's, yeah, uh, do you know what? I, I couldn't disagree. That's, that's a, that sounds like a... Yeah, it's a, proper, a, isn't it? A, a, yeah, a great time to be had. Rich... I knew this would be fun, and, uh, and I thought I'd be more nervous than I was. Yeah, and, you smashed uh, it, mate. And it was, it was absolutely you, fine. You, you're very professional, Stu. Lovely, lovely. Thanks, mate. Pleasure. Well, there you go. That was the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time chatting to Rich, um, as you are well aware of by now. He's a good lad. You know, cracking taste in music, relaxed, articulate, funny... Um, yeah, go and follow him on all the social media platforms as well. He's he's 
involved in all of that malarkey. Um, and yeah, keep your eyes peeled for Rich Wilson gigs. He's, he's stand up. He's one. The reason I met Rich was purely that I went to a comedy night and I saw him live, and it was the best stand up I've ever seen. And I just thought, right, I need, I need to, I need to meet this guy. And it turns out he lives in Essex. So not only have I got a new mate, he lives up the road. So it's uh, it's all good. So thanks again for listening. Um, another episode next Friday. Like I say, have a little look in the back catalogue because there's plenty to, to have a little rummaging over there. And I'll see you next time. Bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat a